0: Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA. Joining us from San Jose, California, where he's just in from the G League showcase, where he saw some of the finest talent professional basketball has to offer is Tim Bontemps.
1: By by professional talent, you mean all like virtually every executive in the league that was there because the the talent on the court was, was not great. Here in San Jose for my wife's birthday. Shout out to my wife, Kelly. Her birthday is today.
0: And it was a surprise, right? You surprised her coming in from Vegas? It was a surprise.
1: She was, she was quite happy.
0: She was pleasantly surprised or good surprise or bad surprise?
1: Good surprised. My wife's birthday right. is the most important day of the calendar year, according to her. It's in the world, so she's quite happy.
0: What
2: you a, should you should probably repeat your habit of uh miscalculating the age by minus four years with her.
1: <laughs> that the best part. Is... The best part of that recurring story is the reason I had that in my head for the McMahon Howdy partner spot is my wife spent an hour arguing with me that she's younger than she is, and so I had her age stuck in my head. But
0: likely story. We go. That was joining us from Dallas, Texas. That was you all know, Ben McMahon.
2: Howdy, partners. Snowy Dallas,
1: Texas, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, we got a cold snap out here. Um,
1: Safe travels, everybody, this week with the weather, by the way, going across all the country.
0: Yes. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but it's Christmas in two days from this pod release. And we thought, you know, there's a lot going on in the NBA right now, but there's a lot going on in teams playing on Christmas Day. So hopefully you folks are... Doing some traveling and not having too much problems with this weather. Um, but we thought we'd go over um, some of the Christmas day, not some of them, all of them. All and, of them, uh, the whole batch. All of them, the whole all five. Um and you know, they are look, it's a promotional situation. Uh the Nets aren't playing. Durant, Kevin Durant said, Well, you can blame me for that. Um
1: accurately. <laughs> that is correct.
0: <laughs> uh let's talk but, with the executives about
1: that this week, in fact.
0: Yeah. So um first up on at noon. Hold on r- is, real
2: quick. Please refer to him as upwardly mobile MVP candidate, Kevin Durant.
0: I'm getting. I'm missing the reference. I mean, he is upwardly mobile, but.
2: Well, you argued against that last week, but go on. I did. You did. <laughs> you clearly felt strongly about it.
0: <laughs> I think that was Bontemps who said that. I
1: just said narratively, I have a hard time believing he's going to get enough votes to win the award based off all the dysfunction that surrounded the Nets over the past six months.
2: Okay, my bad for derailing. Wendy, take the wheel.
0: Take the wheel, Wendy. You can issue me an apology in writing later. First up on Saturday, Sunday uh, for uh, Christmas Day is um, 76ers Knicks. This this didn't this sort of was like, well, let's have a major East Coast game. When it was scheduled, and let's not have it be the Nets in case Durant gets traded. Yeah, I mean uh, this probably way,
1: would have been Nets Sixers if if you know yeah. I would almost say it would have been Nets Sixers if they would have known for sure that Durant and Kyrie were going to be on the team.
0: Yeah, and now it's two of the hottest teams in the league. Although Nets would have been one of the are pretty much the hottest team now. Yeah, Sixers won on um, Wednesday night for their sixth straight win. Uh, even though Tyrese Maxey is out with no date of return, um,
1: no, that's that's not true. He, there's a decent chance he's going to play on Sunday.
0: Is there? They have that locked down?
1: Uh, it's not locked down, but there's a decent chance he's going to play on Sunday.
0: All right. I thought they weren't committing to anything, but okay, if that's the case, terrific. Um, and then they played the Knicks. The Knicks got beat at home last night or Wednesday night by the Raptors. Pascal Siakam scored 52 in a command performance. Um, Pascal's had some big games in his career. He's had some big playoff games.
1: We're going to read Pascal's line real quick. Just really quick.
0: Yeah. 52
1: yeah. points on 17 for 25 shooting, 16 for 18 from the foul line, nine rebounds, seven assists, a steal, and one turnover in 41 minutes. That That's the kind of performance it takes league. to
2: beat the Knicks these days.
1: Hey, and for the Raptors to get a win, both. (laughs) Yes, it's true, too.
0: (laughs) The Raptors really needed it. I mean, it's a December game, but they really needed it. Um,
1: Desperately needed it.
0: Just to end the Knicks' eight-game win streak. So the Knicks are in sixth place inside the play-in line. Um, While I would much rather see a Philly-Brooklyn playoff series, which would currently be the alignment, Um, we, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you could see a Knicks, uh, Sixers series. Um, Joel Embiid is healthy and playing very, very well. Um, Bontemps Philly is one of the teams you follow a lot. Um, what has gone into this six game win streak that has the Sixers getting some positive momentum as they're getting healthier? I
1: I mean, generally the fact that they've played a bunch of pretty bad teams in a row. I mean, it (laughs) helps that they've gotten healthy, but I mean, this is the run of teams they've beat. Detroit, Toronto, Golden State, Sacramento, Charlotte, and the Lakers—like those are the kind of games they should be Golden winning. State now you go back without, without Curry, and without Stephen Curry. Curry. That's right. And Sacramento, I believe, might have had De'Aaron Fox back by that point, but I'm not sure they did either. I mean, look, the Sixers are fi- are playing the way they need to be playing. They've had a good stretch of games here. De'Anthony Melton has been awesome. Um, but I, I am really fascinated, especially if Tyrese Maxey comes back on Sunday or when he does come back in the near future, how things go with him and James Harden and Joel Embiid moving forward and how the Sixers balance out their team over the weeks and months ahead. Because if you look at the way the Sixers have played defense over the past month or two, they've had the best defense in the league since early November. What's been the the one continuous factor through that time? They've either only had Tyrese Maxey or James Harden healthy throughout that entire stretch. And my biggest concern about them when they play the elite teams in the league is if it's six minutes to go in a playoff game and you've got Tyrese Maxey and James Harden out there together, it's going to be target practice for the opposition on defense. They're going to be going at one of those guys over and over again. And I'm really curious to see, especially with the Anthony Melton playing as awesome as he's been in the starting lineup next to either of those guys. You could argue the best lineup for the Sixers is P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, and De'Anthony Melton on the wing with one of those guards and then the big fella. And, you know, Tyrese Maxey's obviously become, you know, one of the bright young players in the league. James Harden is James Harden. That 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 sort of balancing act for Doc Rivers when they get everybody healthy, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what the Sixers do because I think you can make an argument that if Maxey comes back and comes off the bench in a six-man role, That might be the best thing for this team. But, you know, that that's going to be an interesting thing for them to manage, given, you know, the way he has played and and sort of the way his star has risen in Philly over the past couple of years.
2: I'll tell you what, you, you wonder why I refer to you as the urine soaked wet blanket. Right, it's <laughs> hey, the Sixers are playing great, going into this Christmas game. It's you know on US our network.
0: Let's... WB for sure <laughs> yes. hey, has made it into I'm, tax I'm let, Let's promote these. Guys.
2: What's going so well for the Sixers?
0: Well, they've played the little
1: sisters of the poor lately. And by the way, when they, they get have. healthy, their defense stinks. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said I listen. You can you can get at me all you want. That's the number one question to that. To, to, matters with this team. And I'm really curious to see how they handle it. We'll see if Tyrese Maxey walks back in the starting lineup, or we'll see if they haven't come off the bench and see how it goes. And maybe it stays that way. I, I'm very curious to see what they do because the results speak for themselves. Since the beginning of November, when they've only had one of these guards, they've had, if not the best defense in the league, it's been one of the top two or three. And they've and that that was what they were supposed to be from the beginning. That was what they were built on. Have a dominant physical defense and then you know, have their tour, you know, Maxi and beat and hard and score enough to win them games.
2: I, I think it would be extremely difficult to ask a guy who is in his third year uh, is lining up to, to, to get a massive extension this summer uh, to go from being not just a starter, but a starter putting up all-star kind of numbers averaging a pretty efficient 23 points, um, to to come back and be a a six man, I'm I'm not saying that like isn't maybe the ideal scenario for the Sixers, but uh, the 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 human element here I think would make that. Ex- and I don't know I don't know Tyrese Maxey personally. I I can't sit here and tell you how I think he would handle that. Very situation. pleasant guy. Right. I, I would say if
1: any I would say anybody, if there's anybody who's going to handle that well in the league in that situation, literally, I would say it's Tyrese Maxey. I,
2: I would I would say that they, you know would probably need to point to the contract that Tyler Hero just signed, to the contract that Jordan
1: Poole just signed and said, Hey. By the way, two guys that we've talked about comparing him to recently also, who were mm-hmm. six men last year on teams that made the conference finals and won the title, respectively.
2: Yeah. again i just know the way the nba works i think that that's a challenge it's a challenge to ask a rising star to make absolutely
0: who hasn't gotten paid yet it's it's one thing if you've gotten
2: paid exactly
0: um what's the uh we don't talk betting on this show but what's the uh what would the prop bet be on uh, pj tucker actually making a basket on christmas
1: <laughs> oh you'd be you'd be getting you'd be getting a plus number on that that's for sure you guys are haters
2: oh Pj PJ is gonna go like four or five from three point range now
0: are <laughs> you saying he's, he's now P Tucker the J ready. is gone <laughs> Well he doesn't ever shoot <laughs> I mean it's just, I mean it'd be one thing if he was going O of 12 every game he's going like O of two <laughs> he never <laughs> shoots but he's doing his job defensively but uh it's crazy it started last year. Um, he just, he goes game after game without making a basket. Playing oh, he's sc-
2: I'm, I'm looking at his game log now.
1: He's got buckets in four of the last five games. He's,
2: he's okay. only had two, two games three, in the month of December. And zero over. Yeah. He's oh, only sorry, had two games in the month four. of
1: December when he hasn't made a shot in November, there was a stretch where he had six out of seven out of eight games where he didn't make a shot. And in three of them, he didn't even take a shot. So here's his his weird stretch.
2: Here's his December field goal totals. One, 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 zero, two, an explosion for three. Now that was against the Warriors. Uh one and zero. <laughs> okay.
0: So well
1: he's up from know, a he's I'm... up for he's up to three point six shot attempts per game from a whopping two point two in November. All
0: right. Well, there you go. While playing over three minutes time. a
1: game, by the way.
0: Um so we've talked on the pod about how the the Knicks have just made some changes to their rotation and improved their uh, perimeter defense a lot. And it's completely, it's helped completely change them around. Uh, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett are both playing some of the best stretch of basketball. They've had, they've, they've played with the Knicks. Um, one thing that's happened uh, with the Knicks, Obi Toppin is out with injury right now. And so RJ Barrett is getting some minutes at the four. Uh, it doesn't start there, but he gets minutes at the four. And he started to hang around the basket a little bit, and he's taking shots closer to the basket, and his field goal percentage is going up. Here's the one thing. The guy's jumper has been shaky. When he doesn't take as many long shots, all of a sudden his efficiency goes up. He's shooting his last 10 games. He's shooting 46% from the field. So that's positive. Boy, last night, now, it ended up not mattering um, because the Raptors ended up winning. But he had a hellacious drive and dunk in the last like three minutes, I think, to put the Knicks up briefly. Um, that was as, as strong of a power move in, in that situation as ever I've ever seen him make. It was like he he crossed over, went down the lane, and just stuffed it with his left hand, his dominant hand. Um, and the garden, you know, the garden has been awesome in recent weeks. And even though they lost that game, it took one of the best games of Pascal Siakam's career to do it. Um, one of, by the way. He's got, <laughs> So by the way, Scottie one of the best Barnes. games of the season for anybody. Are we worried about Scotty Barnes yet, Fontams? Not um, right
2: now because they're not playing on
1: Christmas.
0: Uh, <laughs> I I think it's it's funny
1: we've we've alluded this a little bit, but really, other than Franz Wagner in Orlando, the the entire second year class that you know deservedly got a lot of hype last year after strong rookie years is all sort of taken a little bit of a step back, right? I mean, or at least plateaued. I would say Evan Mobley is plateaued a little bit. Yeah. Scotty definitely has plateaued a little bit.
0: Yes. Mobley is having a good year, but it's not, I mean, I thought maybe he would be an all-star this year. That's not going to happen. Mobley has
2: not made the leap offensively that you, that you were hoping to see in his second season. Yeah. I
0: agree.
1: Yeah. And Scotty is, I mean, Scotty has had long stretches of struggling. I mean, just like the rest of the Raptors. He had the
0: injury too. Yeah. I,
1: it's it's just been a strange year for the Raptors all the way around I mean they you know they even you know even last night when they they're they're in this game you know I mean it took like you said it took a insane game from Pascal when he you know hit half their shots basically to win the game and once again they shot nine for 34 from three they haven't been able to hit a three in you know six weeks basically so I I'm a I'd say it's fair to be a little concerned but I don't you know I don't think it's It's just a speed bump. I think he's going to end up being fine.
0: Well, the Knicks are relevant and that's good. We'll see how long it stays. Um, The Knicks do have some depth. Now, some of these Mm -hmm. guys, they've stopped playing because they're not, they don't work for the team. Like they stopped playing Cam Reddish. They stopped playing Evan Fournier. These guys don't defend, but the Knicks do have some depth. Yeah. Rose did play a little bit yesterday, but uh, yes, Derek Rose, um, which gives them some fodder and they also have trade assets. The question is, can the, a Knicks,
2: ton of picks.
0: can the Knicks prevent themselves from making a trade that like only moves the ball down the field, five yards to try to like, or, or moves them or, backwards. Like, like, fair point. Yeah. Um, but certainly the Knicks are, are uh, trending in the right direction and it's good for Christmas. It should be a good environment. Okay. Second game up 1130 Pacific time. You know that the that the, 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 the uh, Laker fans aren't used to eleven thirty Pacific time Christmas. They're used to that two thirty Pacific time. But um, to squeeze on the schedule uh, in McMahon's backyard, McMahon's got to work on Christmas. Luca versus LeBron, um, Mavericks Lakers. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you wanna be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10 minute low impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30 minute live J ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Lakers had, you know, a pretty good traction for those 10 to 12 games despite a difficult schedule. Now we got Anthony Davis out. The Lakers won't make an announcement as to what the injury is. It doesn't look like a short-term injury. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're taking some losses, and they start a five. They do play the Hornets on Friday night at home. You'd like to think they could get that one. <laughs> um, but the Hornets just just won in Sacramento, so I don't think maybe you should assume anything. Um, they should get that one because they got this tough road trip coming up. Uh, McMahon, uh, the Mavericks 500 had been playing a little bit better, kind of lost that momentum, uh, you know, big, this is a you know big game for Dallas, a big Luka game, you know, midday of Christmas, uh, Obviously, I'm expecting Luca to want to have a big game, but uh mm-hmm. where are the Mavericks before we get into Lakers? Where are the Mavericks at after we thought they had some real positive momentum just 10, yeah. 10 days ago? The,
2: the Mavericks have some pretty major concerns. Um period, but particularly in the health department now. Maxi Kleba, I'm not sure that we see him again this season. If so, surgery. it'll be late.
0: Hamstring you know, surgery, just yeah,
2: that's that so and that's that was their You know, a guy who was closing games for them, a guy who they attached to Christian Wood to try to protect Christian Wood defensively. Christian Wood has started the last couple games, uh, the last few games. Dwight Powell was hurt, but Dwight Powell was back last night. They still started him. I think the Mavericks at this point just kind of have to lean into, hey, you know, let's see how this Wood-Luca combo works and, and try to outscore teams. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith, who's the guy who would guard LeBron. He's got a strained adductor. You know, they're bracing for him to miss several games. Uh Josh Green, who's one of their other good defenders and, and a guy who's really had a, a nice season. He's got a sprained elbow. He's been out seven games, is, is probably going to be out for a little bit longer. Uh, they're a mass unit. And, you know, even when healthy, there are concerns that. You know, you can basically sum up as uh, it's 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 Luca and kind of just a, a a bunch of decent players, but it's uh this is this is not the kind of season the Mavericks wanted to have, coming off the momentum of a Western final, Conference Finals appearance. And, it's almost like a cha- you know,
1: it's almost like it's a challenge to build around a superstar merging into their prime. Maybe somebody should write a book about that.
2: Well, and especially when you lose your second best player for nothing, which we've been over a hundred times and you know, there there's no need there's no need to the Knicks
0: did uh, get their get get their penalty. They came down. Yeah, yesterday. they're only down to
1: twenty. Uh, they're only down to twenty combined yeah. first and second round picks over the next second seven years after losing that twenty twenty five second round pick from signing Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah they, they and, were
0: found guilty of dads talking to sons and tampering. Well, uh, by also the way, like
2: I'm not gonna cry for the Mavericks. Oh my gosh, they tampered with them. Like if you want to pretend like the Mavericks have never done any sort of uh tampering, or we can name any other team in the league. Like, give me a break. I'm not gonna cry for anybody there. The Mavericks botched that situation and let it get to a point where Brunson hit unrestricted free agency. So whatever. Um I think the Mavericks are are going to have to be maybe more in. Ang- more aggressive in the trade market than they wanted to be this season just because the thought of missing the playoffs in the first year of Lucas Supermax extension is just not acceptable.
0: Yeah, um <laughs> I think they're well, I shouldn't say, but I should they shouldn't get, you know, the teams behind them, the Lakers and and Warriors that you'd worry about coming up yeah. They're wheezing right now with injuries, so, right? Look, but I they're sitting I, here
2: right now. They're in the ninth. They're tied for the ninth spot right now.
1: Yeah, I would expect the Mavs to win a playing game or two and get in, I, no matter where they're seated. But again, if they're sitting, if you're sitting in a playing tournament and you either got to win two or, you know, it, it, you could easily get a situation where you know Luca gets, you know, twists his ankle in a game. You go nine for forty from three in a game, and all of a sudden your season's over. And to yeah. your point, that's certainly not what they were banking on coming into the year.
0: As for the Lakers, you know, LeBron is playing very well right now. Um, he scored over 30 and five straight games. Obviously Anthony Davis was playing great before um, the injury. Um, the one thing the Lakers have been able to do for the most part, you can pull out stretches where they've lost a little bit is, is to defend. And that's why they've always sort of had a chance at doing something to get to the postseason if they got their uh, their their act together. Without Anthony Davis, they just don't have the... I mean, they're already size-challenged. They just don't, at least to this point, they just don't... He's such a valuable player for them defensively. Um, they lose it. You know, They gave up 130 or was it... 100, they gave up some huge number. 134. Yeah, to the Kings on uh Wednesday night. And the Kings have a good offense, but you know, you just you know, they they just they, they the Lakers offense isn't good enough to keep pace with that kind of stuff. Um, by the way, demas bonus, I think, has had three twenty rebound games over oh, like, the go. last ten days.
2: Here we go. But I'm not allowed
0: to I'm not allowed to say a positive <laughs> thing about demas Sabonis. He had three twenty rebound games. He's playing well, he's, he's playing a really, really well. good player. Uh so um, I just I, you know, and the thing about it is that the, you know, if Anthony Davis is out for a long time, what are they supposed to do? They don't control so, their draft pick.
2: Yeah, they're supposed to deliver a really nice pick to the New Orleans Pelicans for a guy who's hurt. And like you're right, it's not like there's some solution there. Like what are you, like, what, what you going to do? You're going to throw in all you know the, the two picks to finish. 12th instead of 13th like they're screwed if he's if he's out long term they are just over a barrel
0: yeah and you could say that, that yeah. they, you know this is the thing i would say is lean into the lebron record but i just don't i don't feel that on the uh
1: they were over a barrel when he was playing let alone now
0: yeah well, they, they're at they least like they had a hay. shot to to do something like to
1: crawl into the play. to make play the in. playoffs yeah to maybe yeah. make the playoffs but that's, nah, that's not, that's not, maybe that's not the, well, no, but I'm saying like, if, you know, look, when you got LeBron James on your team, even at 38 or, you know, about to be 38, God, dude, how, how are you always so bad with ages? Well, look, he's going to be 38 in nine days. So if you have LeBron James on your team, even at this stage of his career, if the, if the, it's like a success with LeBron James and Anthony Davis to maybe make the playoffs, I mean, I don't. I would not call that doing something. You know, that's not the what. That's the, not what the Lakers are about.
0: Yeah, squeaking um, in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, hopefully, we're just you know at this point we're just hoping it's going to be a good game. Um, what time? Do, do hey, the, they're the they're putting that
2: they're putting that Dirk statue up, baby.
0: Oh, the that's dinners. right. And
2: and apparently, apparently, um, based on some glimpses of you know people who like going to work very early in the morning when the statue is exposed, apparently there's only one ball, so there's not the multi-ball um, kind of racy effect that uh, people were concerned about with from the original model. <laughs> we, we, or... in, uh, <laughs> we we won't delve too far in. We we. They they wanted the physics of the jump shot, but they got another. Uh, they, I was going to say it,
1: they're doing the. It's got to be the Dirk one-legged fadeaway shot. It is a right? Dirk
2: one, they, but yeah, they and they released a model last year, and it, and it was like you know the path of the jump shot with multiple balls uh, in a, <laughs> oh. in a line, and um, they were trying to represent the physics of a perfect jump shot. Um, but again, I think uh, people saw something else there that we don't need to delve into on a disney do, podcast do you,
0: do you remember when the uh when the warriors released the first drawing of the chase center and the arena looked exactly like a toilet bowl yeah um <laughs> we'll and hey, that's like a pretty everybody- smooth
2: transition into discussing the warriors <laughs> right now
0: <laughs> everybody was like uh this really looks like a toilet bowl and they were like well this is just a it's just a preliminary drawing even though they've made models and stuff and then rick welts their president like later on after the chase center was built and it's beautiful he's like you know we really we really did not didn't understand that looked like a toilet bowl until we showed it to the public so that's yeah, a they, good reason they, to show drawings they to, you know
2: right they had to flush the original plans
0: well done good job um Third, by the way, are the are the uh, Cowboys playing on Sunday? No, no, no.
1: Oh, the Cowboys the playing the Eagles are, are on Christmas.
2: Yeah, Eve. they're playing the Eagles on oh, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah. And, you know, our buddy Mac Ten is is coming down and bringing his uh, his pops to town. Actually, they're going to be my Christmas dinner guests. Uh, my my yeah. IT department who also no my IT department slash chef slash interior designer beautiful wife <laughs> Maria she does wanted to shout out by name. Uh, she's cooking, but uh, Mac 10 and his pops, you know, they're big Philly folks. They are going to right. that game to, to see the Dave's Cowboys dad defense is a very Gardner Minshew.
0: Dave's dad is a very big time boisterous Philly fan. So I hope you're prepared. For- I
2: think they've got batteries that they're going to be throwing. <laughs> you have to although, have a good arm although, in all, that stadium. Well, I was going to say, although McMiniman might have a lollipop arm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. After that, this is the one that I'm setting up my day around. 5 o'clock Eastern, ABC. They're all on ABC and ESPN, by the way. Check that box, Jackson, producer. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks versus Boston Celtics. The series that I covered last year. Went seven. Giannis ran out of gas in Boston in game seven. Jason Tatum's um, iconic game six to keep it alive. Does um, Tatum work on holidays? i think they open their christmas there'll be plenty of time at five o'clock Eastern to open presents christmas morning okay um the celtics have lost five of six they really should have lost all six because the game that they won in la against the lakers the lakers should have won that game i know the celtics blew a lead yeah, they did not deserve to win that, and they, they came out of that road trip four and two and probably like, oh, four and two, that's pretty good on a six game trip. But it, it, it this should be six in a row. They came back, played two games with the Magic, and their offensive mojo has evaporated. They were, you know, for the first two months of the season, just throttling teams offensively they have just lost their edge a little bit there. Now, Robert Williams has come back. And so while that's thrown their rotations a little bit off, you would have thought that that would have triggered them to even be better defensively. Um, but bontemps they've lost, they just, you know, they, they, they've, they've lost their rhythm there and they've been, you know, bickering with the refs a little bit. It's, it's, um, they came home for a seven-game homestand and they've lost the first three. And it wasn't like the Pacers who came in and beat them on Wednesday night were rolling. They've been struggling recently. So, what do you think's been going on there? Um uh what do you think's been going on there that uh, is, is contributing to this downturn, Bon temps?
1: Well, on um... December 9th, I posted a story about how the Celtics had the greatest offense in the history of the NBA. At that point, they had an offensive rating of 119.9 for the season. Three and a half points better than any other team. Since then, Celtics have gone, uh, I believe, as you said, one in five. Their offensive rating is 102.3. That is three points worse than the Rockets, who are in 29th. They are by far... the worst offense in the league. So clearly it's all the
2: only, the only <laughs> thing that could stop this Boston offensive juggernaut <laughs> was the urine soaked wet blankets smothering them.
1: God. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, again, I said they were the best offense of all time. I said something nice. That's
2: I what, know. And, and that's what happens they, when I say, something it's your, nice.
1: just your presence, your presence <laughs> well,
2: again, this team took off last year. When you moved, you come back, you start.
1: I mean, I know, didn't just, again, ugh. they didn't take off when I moved, but we, uh, uh, look, the Celtics were shooting at, at an unsustainably high rate up until the last couple of weeks. I mean, all of their role players were shooting better than 44% from three Malcolm Brogdon was at 50 Al Horford was at 50 Grant Williams is at like 47. Uh, there was going to be some regression. They've had all of it at once, which is obviously unfortunate, but I, I mean, they're going to be fine. It's yeah. actually, I think, probably ultimately a good thing that they're scuffling a little bit right now. You're about a third of the way through the season. You know, get a little high in your supply. You struggle for a couple of weeks. Joe Missoula can crack the whip a bit. I think it helps that um, you know they have the Bucks coming in on Christmas Day. Obviously, that's a huge game. Um, you know, you can get locked in and focus on that. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that this. I don't think this is radically. Um, this hasn't radically changed my feelings on them in Milwaukee being the two best teams in the league. You know, yeah. Milwaukee lost to Memphis by 39. The other day, they got drilled by the Cavs last night. Like they we've lost seen to the across-
2: Rockets recently. They, yeah. they barely beat the, they took the Mavericks missing six straight free throws in, in, in crunch time for, yeah. for the Bucks to win that game. Like the Milwaukee is, you know, they've mixed in a few good wins in that stretch, but they've lost, three of the last How about six ja, and, uh, you,
0: uh, you know jog ja, jog ja had just had that interview with um, malik andrews i think they came uh-huh. out to wednesday but the, the and, whole interview
2: will come out i believe on christmas and they they released some okay. snippets yesterday okay yeah wednesday
0: um but he's he's he got some attention for saying that he doesn't the only team he's sort of is worried about is boston he doesn't fear any team in the west
2: not he said he didn't say he didn't fear any team though. He said I'm, I'm fine in the West, basically. Like okay. she said, we'll nobody talk about in the West.
0: The Grizzlies in a minute, will talk about fine the, in the West. But uh, but you know he he only mentioned the Celtics as a team that he's you know.
1: Well, they lost to Boston know. and they beat the Bucks by forty. So, right, and they, they're
0: know. saying that because he just <laughs> yeah they were up they were, I scored seventy points in the first half against the number one defense in the league that night. Um Drew Holiday did not play. And um, oh, but
1: everybody else played, including Giannis.
0: Middleton, <laughs> Middleton was one of uh 14. They, that was, yeah, that was and, not and, a Drew Holiday
1: game away from being competitive, they just got boat <laughs> raced true. in every way, yeah. And I don't know what's
2: uh, what's up with Middleton in terms of his potential status for Christmas. He's he's been banged up lately. I don't, I'm fact, I'm looking, I don't think he's played since. No, that little he racing. Last night. He's, the, had a, he's had a he's
1: had a spra- he's had a sprained ankle, but I, I my my suspicion is he'll be out there and ready to go. But I don't know yeah. that for sure. They
2: did. Well,
0: they got a big Joe game uh, Friday night uh, at uh, at the Nets. So they at have Nets. you know yeah. two games in a row here that are fair are good tests for them.
2: Joe Ingles, his uh his joined the uh, the group there. He's uh he's playing now, coming back off an ACL. I think temporarily that's. They will take a step back, um, but obviously the hope is long term. He's really going to to you know provide a boost there as a as a shooter as another playmaker, and the idea is hey, an older guy who's never exactly quick coming off an ACL. Obviously, there's going to be defensive limitations, but if you put him in a lineup that with defense player of the year front runner Brooke Lopez, former defense player of the year. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the best defensive guard in the league, arguably, Drew Holiday, and a really good defender in Chris Middleton. <laughs> they they feel like they can mask Engel's defensive deficiencies, for sure.
0: By the way, they did win in New Orleans to start they a did. five-game road trip before Cleveland, and um, Brooke Lopez had 30 points in that game.
1: He's 30, been awesome yeah. all year.
0: Um, yeah, so the game that they played against the Cavs, the Cavs twice played up in Milwaukee or, or already this year, and were up 15 in the first half in both games, both games. And then they're up 20 in the first half in the first time they played the Bucks at home. And Giannis dropped 45 on Cleveland on Wednesday night, uh, which I think is his season high. Um, So, you know, he hit them with uh with a, with a, you know, a, a heavy hand and the Cavs withstood it. And we're able to get that win. Uh Donovan Mitchell had a uh, good game, got to the line a whole bunch of times. Did Jared um, Allen play? He did. He was plus 16. Oh, okay. He did. He's, yeah. He's
2: a pretty big difference maker.
0: I think he's a pretty important player uh, against uh, the Bucks. It's kind of, it's weird. Like, like man, know, did you watch... know the
1: Cavs were, did you know the Cavs were playing on Christmas at man? Were you aware of that? I didn't know, no, the but, schedule they, changed. but they
2: but they will next year. When <laughs> <You Wendy's, know. laughs> Wendy will have visiting visiting media over at his place then?
0: Cows, I think, i have won five or six in a row. Um, all right, big games are also Does a it, good that's, team. That's a big game. We're really looking forward to that. Okay, Grizzlies at Warriors, eight <sighs> o'clock Eastern. God,
2: the Warriors are so like. I'm. This is not hyperbole. When they don't have Steph, they're the worst team in the NBA. Like statistically, that is a fact. They
1: are we are all ready for the world where the Warriors end up with Victor Wynn Benyama in the draft? Are we ready for that? <laughs> world? <years> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that to happen and for everything to melt.
0: Oh, my God. I mean,
1: God, it is like,
2: hey, Wiseman scored 30 last night. He was only minus what ninety-seven while while doing it. They they gave they up
0: stink. They gave up ninety-one. 91 by half by half. Points in the first half.
2: Dude, it's
0: they also didn't have Wiggins, didn't have Curry. Clay sat. Um God, who was else? Dante Gi Vincenzo was sick. Uh, or no, J. Green, actually, DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green were sick. They were missing six players. I mean, I guess if you want to include Andre Godale, he hasn't played.
2: I don't care who they're missing. They're, if they're missing Steph, <laughs> they stink. They got blown out in Madison Square Garden the, uh, you know, the, the day before. Wiseman's net rating is down to minus 27.2. That's an impossibly awful, awful number their their net rating when steph isn't on the floor minus 12.1 like i'm not kidding you when they i'm telling you they are historically horrible without steph
1: well and the other thing i'll say too and obviously steph is great but they've never been good the entire steve carrera when steph curry's been on the bench including by the way when they had kevin durant on their team so at some point i do think we have to look at what steve is doing when Steph isn't on the court and say, maybe there needs to be some sort of attempt to try some different things because, and I, I'm not saying that's the the reason why they're getting drilled right now completely, but like should I think you need to look at this and try to do some different things. if Steph isn't out there. Cause we're, we've got a long sample size now where they do not play anywhere near the same level when he's not on the court. And while he's yeah. one of the great players of all time, we see other teams with, bench units that find ways to be at least somewhat productive when the stars uh, are out.
2: There. Forget somewhat productive, like not absolutely atrocious. Right. Like minus 12.1. The Spurs are by far dead last in net rating, and they're minus 9.1. You're three points worse than a team that is, oh, totally not tanking, but absolutely
1: awful intentionally. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's not great.
0: It's not great. Mm. Well, the Grizzlies are feeling pretty good about themselves. They did just take a loss, but I they, they, they've they've um the, gotten to the, the top the of The Grizzlies
2: feel great at home. They they're not very good on it. They're six and nine on the road. They right. just lost to a Shayless uh Oklahoma City team when Ja got tossed for uh bad mouth and the ref to a fan, basically. <laughs> and then <laughs> FaceTime the fan via his dad while the game was going on, which is pretty yeah. entertaining. And then <laughs> You know, they, they got, they got handled pretty good in, uh, in, in Denver. They're, they're mediocre on the road, but you know, you're talking about a team Desmond Bain will be back sooner than later. Wendy, you, you've, you've heard perhaps even sooner than anticipated on that. I believe. Well, I just
0: thought it was so, you know, I just thought it was strange that, well, it wasn't strange, but Danny Green on, on NBA today, the other day was like, yeah, he could be back by Christmas. And we kind of looked at him. Out of the, I looked at him out of the side of my eye, and I was like, "Boy, okay." I, I just left that's, it alone yeah. because I didn't even know what to say about that. Um, but you know, yeah, but, you know, Green.
2: we're we're ta- yeah, it's not up to Danny Green, and they, and they they are cautious. We're talking about a team though that's tied for first place in the Western Conference and has not had their starting five together for one second this year. Yep. And and if you look at um, you know, if you look at the, like the lineup numbers, they are phenomenal when Jaws playing with uh, Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr. They are phenomenal when Jaws playing with uh, Bain and Dylan Brooks. Now, if they can just get all those four guys together, look out, uh, assuming that Dylan Brooks, and this is always the big question, is going to be cool with being the, the fourth option.
0: Well, Dylan Brooks is only taking seven shots a game on average.
2: What? what bro? I'm what sorry. I, I, I'm you sorry. might be I'm looking sorry. at like first quarter okay. stats. What are you looking no, at his threes? Uh,
0: that didn't make sense to me. It's um sixteen. <laughs> no.
2: 16 yeah, Dylan oh, Brooks oh, is, oh wait, He's taking I was
0: sixteen like, instead I was of seven? Like, I couldn't I couldn't believe that. I, I was I thought it was six point five. I was like, that can't be right. Sixteen point five. I was gonna um, say, are you looking
2: at made shots? What are you looking at? <laughs>
0: he is not going to be averaging sixteen point five, I don't think, with Desmond Bain. So, are we sure about that?
2: Well, well he, <laughs> he needs to not is is the point, and that's that's the big question. And you know, he was taking six point
1: seven
0: makes. I was looking at if, makes, not if he was taking
1: <laughs> if he was taking seven shots a game. That would be much better for the Grizzlies, right?
0: Didn't he just yeah. say that he thought he was a candidate for all defensive team? Or- of course he did.
2: Oh, he hunt no. He said defensive player of the year. He absolutely oh. is a candidate for all defensive team. He is he is one of the best wing defenders in the league. Defensive no questions of the year. asked. Defensive I mean, he's an absolute yeah. monster defensively. He is a total stud. The thing is, he gets so amped up to play defense that it bleeds over to on the offensive end, and he gets he fires amped up to play up- offense too.
0: <laughs> yeah, he fires up some he absolute likes to shoot insanity on him. He likes to shoot him
1: some, 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 some shots.
0: Jaren yeah, Jackson but... in 14 games since coming back, 50% from the field, 16 points a game, 3.2 blocks a game. Only He's six swatting everything. Yeah, that's He's been to, everything
1: to me. That's been, uh, I mean, because it's we're in the early part of the season and people aren't really locked in yet, the way Jaren has come back and is playing defensively, you know, whatever Dylan Brooks wants to say, that – that has been one of the sneaky big things in the league over the past month or so, and if he could keep playing like this, like and he he you know sort of takes that, you know next step up overall as a player, that that's a pretty massive development for Memphis because that that, yeah. that really opens up a lot of stuff for them if he keeps playing like this.
2: Well, they also just got uh, Zaire Williams back recently, who you know mm-hmm. second year guy, tenth overall pick last year, started most of the season because Brooks was out. Um, also one of their better defensive players. And and again, you know, they they need Bain back because Bain is straight up one of the best shooters in the league. Like he is a top three or four shooter in the league. Uh both only catch takes and seven shoot shots and now game. off the dribble. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Just kidding. He takes 18. Uh last game of the day, Suns, Suns at Nuggets, right? It's in Denver, I'm pretty sure.
1: So I got a stat here before we start. So McMahon was just talking trivia. about trivia, not trivia. It's not trivia. Oh. It's do not we have trivia?
0: trivia?
1: We, we'll we have trivia. It's This okay. isn't a trivia, though. So McMahon was just like talking about. It's
0: a good time for trivia. We're near the end.
1: Let's we're we're going to do it after this. McMahon, okay. McMahon was just talking about, because I was looking this up first. McMahon was just talking about how uh, the Warriors are minus 12 per 100 when Steph Curry's on the off the court, right? So... When Nikola Jokic is on the court. Oh, line,
2: here we go. This Denver is amazing. Is out,
1: Denver is outscoring teams by 11.1 points per 100 possessions.
2: What's their offensive rating?
1: Offensive rating of 122.6. Defensive rating of 111.4. Uh, when Nikola Jokic is on the bench, Denver's offensive rating in 553 minutes is 101. Oh, Their defensive oh, rating is 115. 20 less points. The defensive rating is 115. They are getting outscored by 14 points per so 100 that, possessions. That is a 25 dude. point swing.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. Steph
1: is night Steph is a 19 point swing per 100 possessions. Jokic is a 25 point per 100 possession swing when he's on the court and on the bench. That is insane.
2: I mean, listen, I I get voter fatigue and kind of the historical ramifications of him being a three-time MVP, but dude this guy is incredible. I mean, he is...
0: He has now crept over nine assists a game. So he is 25-11-9.
2: I mean, had a 40-27-10 performance. Follow that up with a an all-13s triple-double. But it's like if you watch the game, it was just like a t- complete masterclass on how to completely dominate a game without scoring a whole lot. What
0: about the one-handed backwards-between-his-legs bounce pass to a... Was it... Who was he? He threw a piece of bounce a, pass... I believe it was Bruce his Brown legs,
2: cutting behind him.
0: Bruce Brown. Diagonal between his legs, no-look bounce pass.
2: And, and, and it, like, as the ball was in the air towards him, knew exactly what he was doing. It's like he caught it and flipped it between his legs all in one motion. He has like there's like 6 or 7 passes a game that he makes it you just crack up as you're watching
0: it. He first off it looks like the ball when it when he manipulates the ball it looks like it's made out of something different than the other players when they touch the ball. He like has the ability to do things with it and control it like nobody i've ever seen
2: it's that it's that water polo thing
0: i yeah because he does it all with one hand or not all of it but he does a lot of it with one hand and it's uh, i don't know it's it's wild it's man um he's also shooting (laughs) 62 percent 62 percent
2: it's pretty good if, if they're the number one seed in the Western
1: Conference, I, I, I'm sorry. Which you they're right now, it. they
0: are number one. Yeah,
1: I'm, top and I'm going to tell you, if Jokic doesn't get hurt, they're going to be the number one seed in the West because they've played basically the fewest amount of home games yeah. in the league. And as we know, in Mile High City, they always win a ton of regular season home games.
0: Well, who's coming to get them? Like, well, obviously, they can play Memphis,
2: would, yeah. Memphis is right there, obviously. Um, but they've done this with Jamal Murray, you know, chipping off a, a year and a half of rust. And with their Porter second
0: missing, best player has been Aaron Gordon. Their second best player has been Aaron Gordon. Yep. yep. Now, we also
1: have a Jokic related trivia question. Oh, trivia. I wanted to get to the stat first.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup.
2: It's time for a Hoop Collective Trivia.
1: This is from the other day. Jokic had a streak of 30, 10, and 5 over four games. He was the first player to do that in decades. You're talking about consecutive 30, 10, and 5s? Yep. First center to record consecutive 30, 10, and 5s over four games. Since, is there a question here? Yeah. Who <laughs> was the last player to do it? Will Chamberlain. Lord. Not Will Chamberlain. Ah, Well, 90. The hard
0: part is the five, right? That's the hard qualifier.
1: Kareem. Kareem is the answer. I'm so good he's at this. Just, he's I down, mean, honestly, he's like... This. The, the... Just layups for McMahon at this point. It is like... It's
0: like Jokic throwing a one-handed, no-look pass to a cutter coming down the baseline there's
1: also a make fun it, christmas day easy. there's also a fun christmas day related trivia even though it's for a guy who isn't playing on christmas paolo Bancaro has 20 20 point games for the streaking orlando magic who i believe have won seven of eight after it went over the rockets uh there's only one player who has had more 20 point games before christmas than paolo
0: to start their career who is it Well, this is LeBron James. It is
1: not LeBron James. It is not Will Chamberlain.
0: Yeah, back then they wouldn't have played that enough, enough games before Christmas. It's an interesting thought, Brian.
1: Mellow. Not Mellow. Hmm. Luca. Not Luca.
2: Is it somebody who's still active? No, it is not. No. Uh, Jordan. That
0: is correct. Hmm. Always a good answer. Like Wilt, always a good answer. (laughs) Paolo has played 26
1: games. Jordan (laughs) played 29 before Christmas. He had 23 20-point-plus games to start his career. About a 29. Pretty good score, Michael Jordan. That was a good trivia question. There you go. Uh,
0: The Suns got sold uh, in principle. Everything's got to be cleared um, to Matt Ishbia. Uh, Ishbia has wanted a pro sports team really bad. Him and his brother have wanted a pro sports team really bad over the last few years. They tried to buy the Broncos and they had interest in several other NBA teams um, that, you know, that weren't necessarily for sale um, before he did this deal for the Suns, The interesting thing will be one, you know, when does this transaction close? And the reason it's important Mm -hmm. is that, if it doesn't close until after the trade deadline, the, the team might be a little bit frozen. And there's this, you know, gray area. Does the new owner get to have, you know, already the, Robert Sarver is disassociated, so it's already difficult. That's a short-term uh, thing. The second thing is this guy Ishbia is a huge, huge Michigan State mm-hmm. fan booster. He, um, I believe. National he, champion. Yes, he was on the 2000 team. He was on the bench for the 2000 team, I believe. His his company, he's got a mortgage firm, gave all the basketball and at least all the basketball players all got nil deals. I you know they weren't for like you know. <laughs> did they Did they buy that
2: that holiday sweater that uh, Tom Izzo wore while getting teed up?
0: <laughs> I'm I'm sure they did. I'm sure it was also a part of the deal. So. Uh, the question is, you know, we just don't know what kind of owner he's going to be, but is he going to come in and say, uh, get me Michigan State players?
2: Um, <laughs> are, are, are you putting Draymond on the Phoenix Suns? Is that what you're doing?
0: I, you know, I happen to know that he and Draymond have a good relationship, but I'm just saying, you know, is he going to want Michigan State players? I don't know the answer. We don't have the information yet. Mm.
1: So, well, I think in the short term, the most relevant question is in, in relation to, when he gets to take over is will this change what has been sort of the understood stance for the sons that they have been able to take on money going into the trade deadline moving forward? Because that if that is the case and they're able to, that could open up some more possibilities for them to try to upgrade this roster ahead of the deadline, which, you know, certainly could be an interesting factor in what is a completely wide open Western Conference this season. Hey,
2: speaking of Christmas, did you see uh, Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton singing Christmas carols to each other <laughs> on the bench the other night?
1: And McKenna and I, Mikhail Bridges singing some to each other on the court, too.
2: Yeah, Bradley um, Beal uh, enjoyed that performance.
1: You certainly did.
0: Everybody yells at DeAndre Ayton and have been doing so for years. For years. They've been, he's been getting yelled at for years. Um. So it's very hard to to know like whether it's a deal or not because he's always getting out of that. Um, certainly is. By the way, I'm a little bit worried. You know, Booker missed the time with the hamstring, mm. came back, scored 58, and then has a groin injury. Would have been and... 61
2: if he'd have hit that that buzzer beater that he jacked <laughs> that up, violating true. those unwritten rules like, that they were so fired up oh about. Oh my god, that would
0: have been <laughs> amazing! As against that the was Pelicans, awesome. they finally beat the Pelicans, and he had 58, and he. Took like a 30 footer at the buzzer and it looked kind of good. And it, <laughs> I, I, I respect yeah, it taking funny.
2: that shot, especially given oh, the circumstances. It great. Like, come on, man, that's awesome.
0: That's great. Yeah. Uh, I love that rivalry. Uh, the Chris Paul,
2: yes. uh, Jose Alvarado, you mean that, uh, that player versus that versus, player? Uh, yeah, I'll uh, say his uh, name. What, what was Chris Paul's thing with Alvarado last year after the he series? Mispronounced when he mispronounced like he, he didn't he, know his name.
0: <laughs> he pretended like he didn't know his name, even though, like, I have, every I time. A, I yeah, he as if Chris Eldorado Paul doesn't know. Or the <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right.
2: Yeah, Chris Paul, who often brags about how he watches more basketball than anybody in the world, didn't know the, the guy's name who right. he was playing against for six games.
0: Right. Um, that is just gold. And the thing about it is, is you know, Alvarado obviously believes that he can he, he, you know, he's getting under Chris Paul's skin. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. So uh that's a fun rivalry. I'm you know, worried about. Uh, Brandon Ingram, you know, these foot, these toe injuries. That's why, you know, they say Desmond Bain's coming back. Yeah. That's really good to hear. But toe injuries. <laughs> well, they've they obviously been careful
2: with it because, you know, he was originally going to be reevaluating two to three weeks. And then after those two to three weeks, they said, eh, th- you know, three or four weeks, progressing, yeah, well, but another three or four weeks.
0: So anyway, I, I don't know where Booker is going to be uh, health wise on Sunday. Um, uh, he's been super hot for a lot of the year, so you don't want to have a setback, but he's now he's got the hamstring and now groin, so we'll see. Um, before we go, Atlanta Hawks, unusual, it happens occasionally, but unusual to see a midseason change by the of the general manager, and that's what happened here. Um, Travis Schlenk uh, steps aside to go to an advisor role I know that they kept saying, Oh yeah, he's going to, you know, everybody's quotes were, oh, he's going to still be advising, you know, he's no longer running the show. It's Landry Fields, right. uh show now. Um, and, you know, the story that Landry, you know, um, it's probably a little bit more to this, but it's a fun way to say it is Landry Fields is in part running the, the, hawks because of chicken fingers and this is his own story by the way I, this is not he was had this tight couple years ago he was on this tight scouting schedule when he was working for the spurs and he hadn't had a chance to eat like flew in from another game and typically scouts don't eat during games um, you know, it's your work environment. It's not something that you normally do. You're supposed to be paying attention, not paying attention to your food, etc. But he was so hungry. Uh, he had gone to see a, to see Isaac Okoro play. I think, um, Auburn was playing New Mexico or something. And that's where he was there to watch. And he was eating chicken fingers and he sat next to Nick Ressler, who was Tony Ressler, the owner of the, uh, Atlanta Hawks son. At the game. He also works in their front office. And Nick thought, you know, he was, he, he thought, you know, he th- thought it was kind of cool that, it, that Scott was eating chicken tenders. And they talked about it and they got, they formed a relationship. The, the Hawks were looking to hire um, an ex player. Uh, within months, he was hired, was promoted to GM last year, and now he's running the show. Um, that's a good story. Bontemps, the difficult story is the Hawks are not having a good year this year. There's been issues between Trey Young and Nate McMillan. Um, they've John Collins has been on the trade block uh, on and off for months. They have a logjam at some of their positions. Um, they have traded away heavy draft assets to make DeJounte Murray fit in there, paid a huge uh, price for him. Um, it's, it's not going well in Atlanta, and the fact that the general manager – exited midway through the season is not a good sign.
1: No, it's a dysfunctional situation, clearly. And the fact that this has happened with Travis Schlenk is a perfect sign of a dysfunctional situation. I mean, I don't don't think Travis would say he's done a perfect job. I don't think we would say he's done a perfect job. But I think on the whole, it's hard to argue that he's done a pretty good job as the guy running that team over the past several years. And to, you know, I, I want to read... I want to read what Travis said in this uh, press release, because I thought it was pretty illuminating uh, to see how he described this quote throughout the season. Tony and I, Tony being Tony wrestler, the owner of the team, Tony and I have had multiple honest conversations about some of the personal things I've been going through and how I've been feeling. And I appreciate the he he's provided me, as well as the opportunity he gave me six seasons ago to be a first time general manager. As we enter a new year, the timing feels right for me to take a step back, reflect, and prioritize my family. I think that's uh, a kind way of putting that this has been absolutely miserable. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, it wasn't too long ago that the Hawks agreed to extend Travis Link's contract for a long time. And I think that's why, you know, you're seeing this as like a step back to an advisory role deal and not something else. But at the end of the day, like you said, Andrew Fields has taken over as the guy who's in charge of basketball operations, which you never see happen midseason. And the fact this is happening what a year and a half after this team was in the conference finals, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's just a sign that everything in Atlanta is a mess, and it's hard to see that changing anytime in the near future.
2: It's been a chaotic year and a half, and you know, Trey Young is trending towards IAS territory. It's always something uh, there's a lot. There's tends to be a lot of stuff that that's swirling around him, uh, whether it's, you know, is him and his teammates are, are beefing or he's, you know, him and the coach are mad or, you know, whatever, like, uh, eh, eh, eh. You know, you talk about chicken tenders. Trey. The other part of the problem is Trey Young looks like barbecue chicken on the defensive end. <laughs> um, that doesn't matter. He's help, also matters.
0: having his worst shooting season. I think he just had a game yeah. where he shot the ball really well, but um, everything that Trey does is greased when those bombs are going in. Oh and yeah, he's putting up those thirty and ten nights. Like I think he led the league in thirty and ten games last. He's got well, fifty
1: something his career already. And the Hawks are 26th in the league in three-point shooting percentage and haven't been able to hit a shot pretty much all year as a team, let alone just Trey.
2: Yeah, the thing I love about Trey Young is, obviously, he can put up crazy numbers, and he just has zero fear. I mean, you go back to Madison Square Garden and those, he thrives on that, but it's like, are you going to do the things on a consistent basis that impact winning? Like you can't just, it can't just be about, you know, hitting big shots and putting up numbers. Like, are you going to show that you actually care about winning? or Are you going to do a bunch of finger
0: pointing? Yeah, it's, um, it bears, um, it definitely bears watching closely, um, but they're not playing on Christmas. Hope everybody enjoys uh, Christmas day. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you, Buntems. Thank you to our producers, Jackson and Bruce. Help everybody enjoys the holidays. We'll have a little bit of a different schedule for next week. Um, Won't have three. I think we're going to have two. Um, But I hope you have a a great uh, time with your family and friends, and we will talk to you soon.
2: Adios, amigos.